365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day, episode 13. I got that right. I'm Dan Turner, your host. Joining me, as always, this time from her house. Yes? From her floor. From her floor, which is in her house, so we'll take it. Stephanie We're getting Small. somewhere, though. At least I'm at my house. Yes. Sooner or later, you'll get you'll get there. But, you know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. We got you in your house. Now we got a desk. And, you know. How are you, Steph? I'm fine. I don't... I um don't want to talk about the Giants. Well, that's too bad because okay. we're going to be talking about the Giants. That's just that's in our contracts. We have to talk about the Giants at least once a week. So uh, yeah. So anyway, NFL draft deadline or draft trade deadline was today, and uh, nothing happened. It was and so it, boring, it so was, anticlimactic, huh? A big snooze fest. You had all these rumors about Deshaun Watson and Evan Ingram and Allen Robinson, and it was none of them. No one got traded of any significance. So it was a big snore fest. So that was pretty much what was going, the show was going to be, was, you know, getting the reaction of the trade deadline, but we just gave it to you, and that took about 15 seconds. So what we did instead was we tried getting some questions from our lovely viewers, and we're going to be answering them today instead. So let's start it off with the first question. For the rest of the season, would you rather have Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Uh, I think Fields is more viable right now because it seems like no matter what, the 49ers are pretty set on Jimmy, even with Lance. I don't know what is going on with his injury and when he'll be back. But, you know, Justin Fields did finish QB5 this week. He had 26.3 fantasy points, but that was... uh, in the absence of Nagy. So uh, does that mean when Nagy comes back, we're going to see him go regress to what we've kind of been seeing from him, uh, the struggling rookie quarterback through the, you know, seven weeks or whatever it was prior to this week. I think that if it came down to a redraft and a dynasty question, I might feel more comfortable with Fields in the redraft, but I think I like Lance a little bit better for dynasty. Um, But regardless, I think here you have to go with the safety that is Fields, which is a oxymoron in itself because it's not that safe. It really isn't. It's it. It, it really. I mean, we all saw it coming as soon as Maggie as Maggie wasn't gonna, you know, be one coach, and we knew that Fields was gonna have a good game. So, like you said, is it just because he was gone, or was it a decent game plan, or the opponent? I mean, it's tough to say. I think it it, it was a good game by Fields. I think we just need to see him do it consistently when Nagy comes back. Yeah, and I looked at, you know, their schedule isn't the easiest. They have some easy matchups, you know, like the Giants, like the Lions. They play the Vikes twice, um, but then they've got a couple hard matchups there. So uh, I think it's going to come down to a lot with Nagy. Right. (sighs) Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, you know, Fields is – is doing good. He's one of the, you know, the, the one of the rushing upside quarterbacks. So with the way quarterbacks and the injuries and everything, hopefully he, he can continue his, his good his good game from last week for the rest of the season. Our next question coming in: What do we do with Antonio Gibson? Gibson's pretty much been hurt, playing hurt 
uh, with a shin injury most of the year. Gene D. McKissick has, you know, taken some of that workload and done well with it. With how high you drafted Gibson and with him still playing, what do we do with him now? Uh, I mean, you can't do anything with him. Like, there's really nothing. I mean, like, realistically, you're stuck now. Like, if you did not make a move prior, you got it. I don't think anyone, you're not getting much for Gibson, especially in redraft. You're definitely not getting anything. Uh, And I don't think you're selling him very high either because of McKissick. I think McKissick has done a really good job this year, this week coming off uh, RB15. He looks awesome. 17 plus fantasy points. They're they're obviously easing in Gibson. Uh, they kind of did this last year. You saw the same exact thing. When he came back from that injury, they did not give him the same workload. He had like eight-point fantasy weeks those two, following two weeks or so. Uh, could they work him back in? Sure. But Washington's also a little unpredictable, and they obviously are relying on McKissick. So it, it, you might get flashes of Gibson again, but how healthy does he stay, and how, what does Washington do with him? So uh you kind of just have to hold here and then hopefully he gets back more of that workload but they seem to be pretty happy with mckissick yeah i agree i mean in all honesty washington isn't really doing anything any going anywhere this year anyway and, and mckissick's been able to they do everyone stinks except for dallas pretty much yeah uh, but we stink a little but, less but to be honest like the eagles little, and the giants stink but the washington less. really stinks yeah they like Stink like not take a shower for a week. We at least take a shower every like four days or so. Yeah. <laughs> but no, with with McKissick performing as well as he does, I, I don't see any reason for them to change what what they're doing. I think that it's it's really an impossible situation with with Gibson because of people are going to be wanting to trade him because of his name. But anyone that's paying attention knows that he's not giving you that that value that what you drafted him for. So it, you pretty much have to you know hold him uh, unless you want to take like a complete. You know, sell them at, at basically as low as a trade value. You know, so yeah. you know, I, I mean, you I, pick up if McKissick is still available. I think that that's something you should look into. You know, it's having him uh, to play as an option there is the handcuff. So I think that is probably what you should do. If there's because mm-hmm. we basically gave you no response. Uh, but if you should do anything, I think it's that you should uh, pick up McKissick, right? Right. Also invite. Us to your league because if McKissick is still there after this long, I want to play in your league, please. Yeah, me too. Because someone's not paying attention, someone's asleep at the wheel. If McKissick's still there, I'm on the waiver wire. Speaking of running backs, we actually have a nice contest going this week. We have a, a Chuba Hubbard mini helmet to give away this week. Uh, the details will be posted on social media, but the secret phrase that's going to be needed to win that contest will be Hubba Hubba. That is the. I was so excited to hear you say. I know you. You and Jason did this on purpose. For happy to say that. That that is the. I, I am one hundred percent certain. But the key phrase is hubba hubba. So when we release the details of the contest, make sure you have that key phrase, you know, in mind uh, when we ask for it to be entered and to win that uh, signed uh, Hubbard mini helmet. Moving along, speaking of uh, running backs again and injuries. We lost Derrick Henry for pretty much the rest of the, the season uh, with a, a bad injury. That's really, you know, hurting because he's pretty much the most consistent running back for the entire year, for the past couple of years, actually. Uh, with him out, who's the best person to pick up on the waiver wire at this point? 
I have a couple. So one is going to be McKissick. If he's an option, he probably is not. That's probably the most unrealistic one. Uh, but again, he's finishing this week, RB 15, picking up over 17 points. They're obviously giving him a workload. But some more interesting options, you won't be able to get him because he's been on my bench in every league. But if you're not playing in a league with me, Boston Scott. RB12, 18 fantasy points, absolutely led this backfield, 29 snaps, 12 touches, two TDs. Go get him. Uh, I think he is absolutely worth bidding on. Uh, if he's available by now, I think people are starting to, I'm sure it's going to be a bidding war to get him. Another one that I think is interesting is Gore. Not Frank Gore. Frank Gore's love child. I don't know if it's his love child, but... He, I think this is the piece that the Chiefs need to kind of stay in this. And you saw him just dominate. I mean, he looked so dynamic, so fantastic yesterday. Uh, I know he didn't necessarily finish, you know, he finished right inside the top 30 for running backs this week. But I think that there is a very high ceiling there, especially with the way they're struggling, the way that Mahomes is struggling. Um, I think that Gore could be a very secret weapon for them. And it's kind of what they need and what they've 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 had uh, every other year. So I kind of like him. You can, you can also argue Booker. Um, but again, I think Booker's probably gone by now because of uh, Barkley's injury that happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, those are all uh, really good, good ones. Uh, I agree with all of them. One uh, that seems kind of obvious, but you didn't mention was Adrian Peterson. Uh, I know people are going to, you know, see like, oh, Adrian Peterson is going to take over Derrick Henry's role and spend, you know, whatever fab they have left after like the Eli Mitchell and spending sprees and all the rest. Uh, I don't think that he's going to perform as well as people maybe hope he will. I do think that he's in the kind of offense that's good for his skill set. Uh, he can take like the early down and goal line work and have uh, nickels with the with the receiving work. So I think yeah. that he's worth definitely worth an ad. I don't think he's worth breaking the bank over. Um, right. But and but I think it, you should expect him to be fairly touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that the volume's got to go somewhere. I think you to, you everyone should be aware though. Like neither of these guys are going to be like RB one situations. No. Like this is not you're not getting like. Henry Jr. Like you're right. Yeah, it's not a plug. Don't a plug get excited, play. right? You're just gonna right. try to find someone that's gonna get you some kind of consistency on points, but you're not getting like a baby yeah. Henry. Yeah, no, you're just putting duct tape over like a hole in the Titanic at this point if you lost Henry. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, like you said, you made a great point. The work does have to go somewhere. I mean, they're, they're a rushing team, and primarily they're not gonna go away from that. Uh, so the the carries have to go to someone. So definitely, like those two. We're going to be the primary beneficiaries. So, if one or either are, are available in, in your league, pick them up. All right, we have a trade question actually, which is which is fun. Uh, a trade is Eli Mitchell and Tyler Lockett for Justin Jefferson in redraft PPR. What do you think? Uh, I wish we got a little more background on this. I have a couple questions. Uh, I think that Lockett with uh Wilson. Wilson coming back is pretty comparable to Jefferson's play this year. Um, I think that the way the Vikings, who are another, I'm going to say shit, shit storm. uh, I don't know that you kind of cancel those out. So it's more like, do you need the running back? Right. Then, yes, maybe it's worth it. 
Um, if this is, it's a little hard. I don't. It's hard for me to tell anyone to get rid of JJ, but I think that you the idea of this trade would be to get Elijah Mitchell. Is my right. that's my guess. Is it has to do with the running backs? Finished running back eight. Did very very well this week. Uh, over nineteen points there. So I like Elijah Mitchell. I like what's going on with him, but. I'm confused on the Lockett JJ thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree uh, with you there. I mean, it's tough because it's it's Justin Jefferson, but people also have to realize that it isn't the Jefferson Jefferson that you were getting last year. He's not. He's still obviously a very good receiver, and he's doing well for you in fantasy. But he's not putting up like you know those dominating like, numbers that he was a year ago. And and Eli Mitchell is pretty much taking control of the San Francisco backfield. Uh, you know, he was out for a couple of weeks, but as soon as he came back, he step right back into that starting role. And if you're hurting at running back, which, you know, pretty much everyone is at this point uh, in the season, I definitely, you know, pick that, pick that Mitchell side and lock it, you know, to your point with Wilson coming back, um, it's going to, you know, bounce back. He's, he's been, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty cold with, with Geno Smith in there. He's kind of like the forgotten guy, but with Wilson, Wilson uh, projected to come back pretty soon, he should have, you know, bounce back and, and have a good role. So I definitely, for me, I take the, the Mitchell Lockett side of that trade. Yeah. I agree. I'm okay. With that. It's so annoying. Lockett's so annoying though. Like he is. don't just wait he, he, do that this week. Don't piss me off. Like he, we decided that you were not going to do well with Gino Smith as a community. And that, that's where you, what you need to do because I need consistency out of you. Don't end up being the wide receiver five this week. Like what are you he, doing? He's going to be the wide receiver um, six now. So, whatever. Uh, all right. How much fab are you spending on Adrian Peterson? Again, like, not a lot. 30% if you really are desperate. But, like, again, like I was saying, I'd rather take, like, 50, 50%, maybe even a little bit more to go out and get someone like Boston Scott or, like, Gore or like Booker, who I think is going to be a little bit more consistent. Again, we see these bets get signed. And listen, AD is one of my favorite players of all time, but this is not 2012. It's not 2013. Uh, He's strictly there to fill a volume role. I don't know that it's going to end as well as we all very much wanted to, but it obviously could. I just think there's other options that might be worth a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I don't. I think that he is more a name now than than anything else. I think he, I think he, he'll do decent there, but I don't think he's going to be worth, uh, like I mentioned before, breaking breaking the bank over. I think yeah, like 25, 30 percent of what you have left is 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 a decent amount to to go in. But like like you were uh, saying before, there's a lot of other options um, that are better and, and more secure um, backfield. That, that I would rather spend on instead is Bart Scott seems to be and Bart Scott Boston Scott seems to be uh leading the the Philly backfield now because apparently Kenneth Gainwell doesn't exist anymore as, as a thing uh so I definitely could go after someone like him uh or or Mick Nichols in, in, instead of, of Peterson uh with, with whatever money you have left uh, next question who would you rather have <laughs> This is kind of, this is the kind of season where this question is actually a realistic thing. Would you rather pick up Justin Fields or Mike White? Uh, okay. Here's my thing. And Jets fans, thing? please do not 
harm me or stick my voodoo doll or whatever you guys do when you, you get very angry. I am very happy for White. I am so excited for him. I think that the whole thing, the team chanting, get him getting 300 texts, I love it. And I love that journey for him. 405 yards, three touchdowns, also had two interceptions, but an 82% completion rate with 100 plus. Okay, I get, I get it, and I love it. I love it. But we see this every year, okay? The same thing happened with Taylor Heineke when he came in, and now people are starting to jump ship from him. We see this every year. They come in uh, and have some good games. I need to see White play another week like this for me to feel very confident. It doesn't have to be exactly like this because this, this was absurd. But I need to see a little bit more. That being said, though, I do think that he might be a better – but I wish you would just, like, put him on the bench. Like, if you need to start someone t- tomorrow, I'm going fields. But if mm-hmm. you can wait, like, say you have, I don't know, name the person. If you have, like, Geno Smith. I don't know why Geno Smith came to mind. That's not the person I want you to start. But if you have someone else viable for the following weeks, you can at least, like, put White on your bench and make sure that wasn't dumb. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. But that's me playing it safe. Like, I'm not the – one to go and be like, oh my gosh, White did this and I'm just going to pick him up. So if you have someone viable for another week, but you can put him on your bench, I think that's cool. But if you need someone tomorrow, I might go Fields. Um, I, 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 I agree to an extent. I think that it was like no one uh, predicted that out of, out of White. At all, except that guy that like bet a thousand at 125 to one and won like 125k because White had the most passing yards that this past week. That was crazy. Um, it, it wasn't even like a thing where it was like a bad opponent because the Bengals, you know, were are a great team uh, and the Jets have the Colts this week on Thursday Night Football. So I mean, Fields has that 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 rushing upside. I just like you point out before, I just don't know if Matt Nagy comes back, how much that will ruin the stock of Justin Fields. So I'm a bit more of a gambler. So if I, like, if I, at this point in the season, you kind of know where you are in, in, in fantasy leagues, you know, like if you're close to the playoffs or if you're like, you're out of it completely, yeah. if you're hunting for that, that last spot or like you're in, in that like the bottom tier of the, the playoff teams, you know, try to you, you should try to hit the home run, you know, start, start white and see, see what happens. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I would say. But if you're like in first place or like you're pretty secure or something, then, then, then play fields, you know, it's not like fields is going to be, or shouldn't be bad. You should still have a decent game, hopefully. Um, but it really depends on, on, on where you are in, in your individual league and, and what your other options are. That's a good uh, point. And that's a, I did want yeah. to make that point. It's like, if you need to just, at this point too, we're at that point where it's like, you might just have to reach through the, like I put Boston Scott in this week for in a bunch of leagues I'm not doing well in. Because I'm like, I'm just going to go for that chance that the ceiling is there and mm-hmm. see how it goes versus like, and you might have to do that, right? If you put in white and he does perform like this, then maybe you can bump yourself. But if you're okay and you, you don't have to really risk it, and you you can go fields too. So it, you have to also play to how you're doing. Like if you're in the 11th spot, you have to pick up the pace. Then throw it <laughs> white. Maybe he'll. Maybe he's that darling. 
There, yeah, you never know. Maybe he he just is that guy that comes out of nowhere and you know crushes it. But uh, but we'll see. You know, like, like we said, the the the, the Colts are, are a decent team uh, to play against. So if he can repeat uh, the kind of performance they had against Cincinnati, you know, he, he'd probably be the real deal. And then the Jets have a you know a real decision to make on what they do at quarterback the rest of the season. All right, a couple more questions to uh, to go through. So next one up will. Khalil Herbert sustain his numbers when David Montgomery comes back from injury. I think I'll take this one first, if you don't mind. Thanks. Um, I, don't know I think. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that he does. I think that Montgomery might come back and start, quote unquote. But I think that Herbert has definitely proven that he is good enough to get a substantial amount of the work, either way. I mean, this is uh, a rookie that, you know, ran on, on Tampa and no one runs on Tampa. Uh, so I think that in, in, in my opinion, and I'm just saying this because I have a ton of Herbert, uh, I think that, you know, Montgomery will probably, you know, be the de facto starter and get you know, the majority of the carries. But I think that, that Herbert should definitely car, carve out a substantial enough role where he's still, you know, useful to you uh, in your starting lineup uh, in terms of fantasy. I think it's fair. I think also, yeah, it's kind of similar to like the Gibson situation where like these players come back and it's not like they're definitely going to go back right away to their workload. So does that happen with Montgomery? We also don't know exactly when Montgomery's coming back. People are talking about them after five week, whatever it is. So, but I think again, like you said, he has proven to be someone that deserves to get targets on that team. So I think that he's still going to put up numbers. I did he not? He didn't really have as great of a week though this week, right? I don't think he did. Now, yeah, he didn't. I'm pretty sure he finished like RB32 on the week. I, I forget. I didn't look at. I forget what the sell I was. But regardless, I think. And another part too is, is that because Nagy wasn't there, and Justin Fields was rushing like crazy. Um, right. So uh, there's a lot, lot of questions in Chicago. Regardless, uh, I don't think that there are another offenses still has not define themselves as having an identity as an offense. So it's going to be kind of a wait and see with that. Yeah, I agree. All right. To wrap it up for this week, we have one final question with the news, uh, the unfortunate news of what's going on with Henry Ruggs. If people haven't heard, he got involved in a really bad uh, car accident. Um, The details are still coming out. Uh, Last uh, I, I saw, he could be charged with a DUI. It seems like. So it seems like he could be, you know, out of out of playing um, for a while. Uh, we hope that everyone involved uh, is doing is doing well, and, and you know, we uh, we we're praying for them. Uh, but with going back to the football side real quick, uh, where do you see Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards figuring out with with Rugg being out? It seems like the response like immediate response really feels like i want to say edwards but i think even in the games that we've seen rugs not take as big of a role it seems like renfro has stepped up i think i want it to be renfro but the answer should be edwards (laughs) i think that See, I disagree. I think it will be Renfro. 
I okay. Think. So you're helping me with my, that's what I want. That's what you want. Okay, good. Good. Uh, but I think, I think Renfro, I think that, you know, with, with that, like, that deep threat being taken away, I think Edwards can kind of step into that role. Obviously not as good as Ruggs. Uh, but I think that's going to be more important than ever to have that, that underneath guy, that sure-handed receiver that Renfro has become for uh, for Derek Carr. Uh, so going forward, I would definitely uh, – Renfro was already becoming more a part of the offense as it was anyway. So with, with Ruggs being gone for the foreseeable future, it just – you know, it gives me more more hope that that Renfro will will, will be the guy to, to kind of take over as that go to receiver in the Raiders' offense. Yeah, I hope that makes you feel better. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. Yeah, we'll see how this whole thing um, impacts uh, this team. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but 100%. and we play the Giants. Play them next. So. Well, they, that's right. They do. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be interesting. All right, well, that'll do it for uh, this today's version of Every Day is Draft Day. Yeah. Because we have two episodes this, this week. Twice a week now. Twice a week Dan now. is so excited. I am so happy when I heard the news, I actually threw myself a party for five minutes because I get to spend now two times a week with, with Steph. My life Twice a week. get any better than what it is right now. I'm so excited. Uh, so excited. It's, just, it's just great. Just can't, can't wait to do this the rest of the year. So, uh, Steph, where can everyone find you? What was that? Where can everyone find you? Where can oh, I, locate you? I couldn't even hear you. I'm like still on my floor using my phone. So, I hope that this uh, recorded well, first of all. But you guys can find me at Stephanie Smalls with three L's. And all my stuff is on Champions Round. I'll be doing a giveaway on Smalls Talks Balls this week. Look out for that. And then remember, we said the, what are we calling it? Secret code, password, code word, whatever. Oh, secret earlier. Phrase. Secret phrase. I'm not saying yes. it again. We said the secret phrase earlier for this week's giveaway. It was hubba hubba. All right, you can find all my stuff at, at Champions Run. I actually just uh, finished my uh, waiver article for today, so check that out. Uh, I have my buy sells and then weekly previews on Fridays. Uh, be sure to uh, check us out next time, which will be later this week, as we go through, uh, you know, week nine action coming up. Now your host, uh, Steph, Steph Smalls. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Yeah.